Hey girl, welcome to the Underestimate Me podcast, the space to tap into your true potential as you drown out the noise of the haters and connect to real advice to change your life and business. I'm your host, Brittany CEO, online business coach and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you dream even bigger as you become the CEO of your life. So grab your iced latte, babe, and let's get to it because this CEO life is right at your perfectly manicured fingertips and it's time you claimed it. Why don't you go ahead and underestimate me? That'll be fun. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my God. The first episode in 2021. <laughs> oh, I feel like I could take a deep breath. We're all saying the same thing. See you later, 2020 slash. It was also, you know, secretly a blessing in disguise for a lot of people. That's the narrative I see online for a lot of people anyways. And it certainly was true for me. Um, as much as there were things that rocked me to my core in 2020 leadership lessons, I had to learn at a really deep level. It was my highest grossing year yet. It was our biggest year for a team CEO. And I am super proud of all the growth we've had this year. And I wanted to take the chance on our first episode of the year to talk about wealth habits and wealth habits that have served me over the past couple years as I've grown this company. And more specifically, the top five wealth habits that led me to making over half a million dollars. You guys, I have tears when I say those words out loud. It feels humbling at times because there is a version of me who used to sit on the bathroom floor, bawling her eyes out, wondering if she was ever going to make it, wondering if it was ever going to get easier, wondering if she should give up. And if you're feeling like that, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you are done fucking spinning your wheels and you're close to exiting the entrepreneur game, I just want you to hear my voice and hold on a little longer. If you have been doing well and you're happy with yourself, I hope that this also inspires you to just keep pushing your boundaries, see how far you really can go. I can't believe that I can say a statement like this, half a million dollars. I don't take that lightly. I'm really proud of myself. It took a lot of digging internally. This really has nothing to do with strategy. I mean, there were lots of strategies I employed in my business, and I'm very smart when it comes to strategy. And it was all an inside game. And I know you hear that so much online, so much so that we glaze over it. You know, it's kind of like when people are talking about target markets online. Like, I swear to God, for a whole year, I just glazed over that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up being the thing I needed to lock down a little bit. So, same thing here. Like it's all an inner game. And if you can master that, you can master anything in entrepreneurship. And even if you're hearing this and you're in the nine to five world, like this gets to be your reality too. You know, we still need people that love their day jobs. I certainly have mad respect for people that do love their day job because let's just be honest. I don't want to be a nurse. Not right now. <laughs> we need nurses to love their job along with uh, many other professions. I'm just using that as an example. So let's get right into it. What are the five wealth habits that led me to making over half a million dollars in 2020? 
So the first one is I cleared up my beliefs around people who made money and the wealthy because you can't call in more money when you think weird thoughts about people who are wealthy. So if someone's going to go buy a Porsche, do you make the, oh, look at you comment, you know, half as a joke, half as like, who do you think you are? Half is like trying to be nice to the person that's looking at it, but you're just like, don't know what to say. You're feeling so awkward about it. Or are you just treating it like another Honda Civic? Like it's just another day and another regular Tuesday. What do you believe about people who have a lot of money? I had to go back and look at comments I used to hear as a child, like in society. I had to look back at my beliefs about what it takes to make a lot of money and what I think of people who make a lot of money. And it wasn't easy. I held the belief that money doesn't grow on trees. Do you guys like have that one too? (laughs) Guess what you guys, it grows on trees. It's paper. Anyways. Um, if that's all you need to tell yourself to get over that, like you're welcome. (laughs) I know there's a lot more to it than that. I'm just joking with you, but what do you think about millionaires, billionaires, people flying on private jets? What do you think about them? And do you have role models in that world that you look up to that you think very highly of instead of only having people that you want to turn your nose up at? That's like the only polite way for me to say it on the podcast. I guess we are rated R. I could just swear about it. But you know what I mean? What do you think of when you think of some of those big name celebrities? You know, I there have been times even in 2020 where I shocked myself and I thought, wow, okay, you still have some work to do on this. I was okay at a certain income level, but when people were making billions and complaining about you know, their, their quarantine and their level of heart in the quarantine, I rolled my eyes and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I had to change the channel. And it's a family that I really respect that I look up to in that world. And I had to change the channel. And I, in that moment, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to out it. It was the Kardashians with their episodes about, um, I'm not going to say the C word, but you know what I mean in lockdown. And they were talking about like how hard it was. Kim was talking about how hard it was to be at home with her four kids. And I had a moment where I thought, <laughs> yeah, cause your staff's not there helping you. And I was like, wow, I have more work to do yet. So do you have those thoughts when, when you're thinking about the wealthy, I talk about cars a lot because those were like a lot of thoughts that came out for me in my journal when I was really thinking about this. Like, what do you think when you're driving down the road and you see a Bentley beside you? I love the name Bentley. It's my nephew. But, you know, what do you think when you see Bentley or when you see a Rolls Royce, like a Lamborghini, when they're parked out front of Rodeo Drive or whatever it is? Are you like making those snarky comments or thinking them in your head? What do you think about that? What do you think about people that are buying designer bags? And I'm not just saying it has to be material things. I'm just saying that mostly we'll be able to uncover some of our funky limiting beliefs that need to be shored up a little bit. If you think about material things in this category. So what do you believe about people who have money? That's the first wealth habit I had to take a look at. Second one is I had to clear up my beliefs around my ability to earn money. So what do I mean by that? Mostly this was a working hard limiting belief that I had to break up with. I've talked about this in a lot of past episodes lately, so I'm not going to dive like too far deep into this point because you can go back and listen to some of those. 
but you will cap yourself until you learn this at a really, really deep level. It will always feel like you're hitting a ceiling until you learn this at a a really deep level. So let me give you an example. We all have like a thermometer of what we're set to, to make money. Typically it's generational. Um, Sometimes it's like what your parents made or what a role model in your life makes. Like you can see yourself making that, but you can't see beyond that. And you have like a thermometer you're set at. So let's say you start a business and you make 10 grand a month. Okay. And then you add in a second business and the first business dips a little bit. And the second one starts doing well, but together you're still only making 10 grand a month. Like you have a thermometer. So looking at this and clearing up your beliefs around your ability to earn money is going to be extremely important because time put in does not equal more money being put out. Like you have to break up with that employee nine to five mindset of like time in equals output out. It's, it's so much bigger than that. And you have to believe you're worthy of it. Worthiness. Like I, if I could wrap like all of 2020 up in one word, it would probably be that one of the hardest lessons I had to learn this year. And it's just so deep. It has so many layers and if you don't believe you're worthy of the money, you'll self-sabotage yourself every single time. Like every single time it will just fuck up in some way and you'll just be left to the same amount you were always earning. It's also why you might like earn a ton of money, but then feel like it's just going out just as fast or you'll like pay off the credit card and then rack it back up again. All worthiness issues all around your beliefs, around your ability to earn money and keep money. So that's point number two. It's, it's super deep. If you need help going through that, um, send me a DM. I love talking to you guys. So like, send me a DM. I'm happy to chat with you about this. This is what I work on with my clients. And it's not something like you're going to solve in one podcast episode. Like I wish that was possible for you getting around people who have different beliefs around this. So you get to surround yourself with their energy and it, it becomes contagious. I know how crazy that sounds. I used to hear statements like that and be like, there's no way, but you guys, I have witnessed it more times than I can count. And when you're around people that are thinking differently about this topic specifically, it rubs off on you without even realizing it sometimes. That's why they say the top five people you hang around with and spend the most time with is the most important. And I really don't want you to overlook that for the new year. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Point number three is I had a financial routine that I was married to in 2020, okay? I had kind of started this routine in 2019. Um, I didn't really love doing it. I hated looking at the numbers. I thought that looking over the numbers was like being obsessive and it was going to make me feel like low energy or 
get me in a really like weird vibe. And I thought that focusing on what I wanted instead of looking at what was in front of me was the thing to do. And I ended up like now I crave this financial routine. Okay. So this financial routine, I give this exact plan to the CEO method and my mastermind clients, but it includes like looking at your savings, setting up savings accounts, treating your finances like a wealthy person would. Like I knew my numbers, but I didn't know my numbers to like penny pinch and like save 50 cents here and there. Like that's not a vibe either. And not to like contract. I knew my numbers because I knew where I needed to go. Like I knew where I wanted to go from there and it became addicting to save you guys. I don't even know how to explain that to you. I have the world's most amazing financial planner and I was talking to her about this and she was laughing and she was like, isn't it addicting to just like save? And I was like, yeah, it's so funny because I'm a spender at heart. You guys, like if you need someone to justify going shopping, like I'm your girl and I have the closet to prove it, (laughs) but I ended up craving this financial routine. I sit down to do this every single Friday. I love doing it. I don't miss it. I like, I literally don't miss it. Even putting that on a Friday because Fridays tend to be the day where people will just like let items slide into next week, which is totally fine. Like you're meant to enjoy Friday. Hell you're meant to enjoy Tuesday, but we're not going to go there in this episode. Right. So it, I will do it before, you know, like going out with friends, (laughs) you know, pre-quarantine and before pouring a glass of wine and watching Netflix or like whatever the case is. I just crave doing it so much. It's so important to me. I don't skip it. I do it when I'm on vacation. I would do it on my birthday. It wouldn't matter. I crave this routine so deeply because it's provided me so much freedom. And it's so backwards thinking that something so like rigid and like Excel, (laughs) how could that equal freedom? I promise you it does. There were a lot of things that I ended up adding in that created more structure that felt like the furthest thing from freedom that actually led to more freedom. I repelled it a lot at the beginning because when you start this entrepreneurship and especially when you go full time, you're like, I went full time to be able to wake up whenever I want. I went full time to be able to choose how I do my Friday. And like, yeah, but if you're stressed about money all week long and worrying about that and worrying about the credit card and the debt and how you're going to create savings and how you're not calling in clients or going to the next level or whatever it is, that is not freedom. Just because you're sitting on your couch stewing does not equal freedom. And I can only point that out because I've been there before. So this step number three is like so sacred to me. And I really, truly love doing this. And it definitely helped me on my wealth journey. Point number four is I set a goal. I have very clear goals. I have always a one to two year vision, more so a one year vision because I hit my goals so quickly. You guys, when I'm resetting them with my coach, we're just laughing and she's like, well, you already did that. So what's the new goal? (laughs) Like I hit my goals really fast. I do nothing slow in business. I know you've heard me say this before on the podcast and it's just true. I don't do business slow. I am here for a wicked transformation and I want the same for you. And I hold the space for that. And I go first, like I just go first. Let me show you how quickly I can do this transformation and how I can like outrun myself. So 
And that's not from a place of hustle either. It's just like, how far can I push the boundaries? Like it's become a fun game for me. And it's not even that it's a game. It's just like, I want to just show more people what's possible. And if I don't go do it, how is everyone else going to go do it as well? You know what I mean? Like there are people ahead of me that if they didn't push the boundaries and go for it and, and talk about it and tell me about it. And like, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Cause I wouldn't have known it was possible. So it's the same thing. Like I view it the same way for me. So I always have very, very clearly defined goals. I have a one to two year vision. Like I said, that's more often the one year vision, if not six months, I normally complete my one year in six months. And then I have a monthly goal too. And with that, I worked on my stories that would come up about that number throughout the month, you know, like when the number just felt like ridiculous for me and it felt ridiculous at every single level, you guys. I felt that when I wanted to make 2K a month, I felt that when I wanted to make 5K a month, I felt that when I wanted to make 50K a month and so on. It's the same work at every single level. You just have to keep repeating it. And it's like new levels, new devils. Like it shows up again in a weird way for you to learn the lesson all over again. And I had to just work through all the stories, all the doubts, all of the limiting beliefs that would come up. All those crazy stories in the back of your head that tell you you're not good enough, that tell you you're crazy. No one else around you does numbers like this. It takes years to make money like that. You don't have a big enough audience. You don't have enough Instagram followers. You don't get enough people commenting on your posts. You haven't posted in two weeks. You haven't emailed your email list and God only knows how long you don't even remember the password for it. Like whatever the crazy story is that's coming up for you, like who are you to be doing this? Like, who are you not to be doing this? I had to keep strengthening my mindset so well, every single month I set those goals, like it became a fortress. Like I didn't even notice like negative, weird comments around me anymore, or people's like weird, lower limiting beliefs about money anymore, because I just couldn't even hear it. Like it just didn't even enter my realm or my mind. I first, I remember first starting to change these like money habits a couple years ago. And like by habits, I mean, how do I want to say this? Like the way I thought about money, like the thoughts that were going through my head, the best way for me to explain this is at a restaurant. And I started to notice it when the table was bitching about the price of extra toppings on pizza. And I just remember thinking like, whoa, (laughs) there it is. Oh my God. You know? And then they were complaining about the price of groceries, which I feel like I had to overcome again, all over again in 2020, but 2020 was a new ball game for everybody. So not that I couldn't afford groceries. It's just like, was another like it just shook everyone at no, no matter what level you were at, it just shook your beliefs all over again. But anyways, I don't want to go on the like 2020 rant. I want you to be able to take something from this that you can take and run with. So I, the first place I really started to learn these money beliefs and change these stories, like was at restaurants. Like this is such something that everyone can relate to. Like the price of extra toppings. We just like wouldn't add extra toppings to the pizza because it cost extra money. Like a dollar fifty. Are you kidding me? I was out for dinner. Like just add it, you know? Or I just would never order appetizers or I'd order one glass of wine but not two or the six ounce instead of the nine ounce and I wouldn't get dessert or whatever else. And like if you don't want dessert, you don't want dessert. But I could see my money habits really being brought up there. 
And then it was in the grocery store and then it was at the mall and it just kind of like kept building from there. But I had to work on those stories all month long and, and more specifically the crazy stories around like that number that I had set for myself. Like I, <laughs> I remember going from, obviously there's little steps in between, but it didn't take long. So going from 2k to 20k months there, that was like a one to two month period. It wasn't quite two months. And I remember thinking like, no one does that. Aren't you supposed to hit like 5k or something first, but no part of me needed 5k. I needed 20k. So it's okay. If it feels crazy. Like if you were to tell that goal to someone else that it would feel absolutely insane, you protect your goals. You don't need to tell them to people. Most people in my day-to-day life have no idea what my one-year vision is. I share that intimately with my coach and it lives there because she holds the space and she breathes life on that for me. And she believes it for me. And I don't want to be telling that goal to someone that could possibly like pop my balloon and deflate me. I'm really careful about all of that. So as you're setting this one to two year goal for yourself and this monthly goal for yourself, what are those doubts, stories, fears, worries that come up and just get them all out on paper. Like you need to get them out of your body. So like, even if you just write them down and just do that step alone, it would do wonders for you. I just take that another step further with my clients and help them rewrite a new story so that it just solidifies itself a little bit deeper. And number five is I helped a lot of people and intimately understood how my work changed their lives. You have to know this. You have to believe this. Otherwise, you're not going to bring in the opportunities to you. You're going to self-sabotage and fuck this up every single time if you don't understand how you help people and deeply believe how your work changes lives. I know that my work has a big ripple effect. I know that when I stand up here and I help more people start businesses and more people take control of their finances and more people understand how their mindset works and how to strengthen that and how to work on that side of development for themselves, it not only changes their lives, it changes their family's lives. It changes them for generations to come. It has a ripple effect in their income. It has a ripple effect in their spouse's income. It has a ripple effect in their children. It And more money in the hands of good-hearted people, especially women, they go on to change the world, you guys. And I really do believe it's it's that big. Like it's it's that wide for me. It's that deep in my heart. Like I intimately understand and truly, truly know that my work changes people's lives. But I had to understand that before I had helped thousands and thousands of people. I didn't help thousands and thousands of people and then stand back and go, wow, yeah, I do actually change people's lives. I had to believe that from the first person I worked with from point zero. Even when you have zero clients, you have to understand that and believe how deeply your work helps people, how passionate you are about it, and understand that transformation. You have to know that before the people come in. And so often we're waiting for that validation. We're waiting for that proof that once all of those clients have gone through, then I'll feel accomplished. Then I'll feel validated. Then I'll know that my work actually works. But you have to know that from day one square one, square zero. Like, what is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Day one, you have to feel that. And then you'll be brought like the universe, God, whoever you want to pray to or talk to or whatever your higher level self, 
then they will bring you those lives to change. But until that point, they're just like, oh, she doesn't really know what she wants. Okay, moving on. You know what I mean? So I hope you can take something from this and implement it for your own wealth habits this year. I am so excited to cheer you guys on. I want to know what your goals are for 2021. I love talking to you guys. Pop over into my DMs. Tell me what you're up to for this year. I love nothing more than talking about these things. And to my team CEO, my beautiful assistants, my coaches who have been there for me over 2020, I don't want to cry on the podcast. I love you girls so much. Thank you so much for what you've done for me, what you've done for our clients, for being there for me every step of the way. I couldn't have done this without you guys. I am so proud of you guys. I am so lucky to have you in my world, in my corner, and I can't wait to see what we do for 2021 and how we just absolutely crush it again. So thank you if you're listening and thank you so much for being here. You guys, I will see you over in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you love this episode though, will you do me a favor and spread the love? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review and share this episode up into your Instagram stories. Pass on the love. You know what I mean, babe? If we aren't connected yet on Instagram, come follow me at Brittany CEO and say, hi, love you more than posh spice loves her Gucci. See you next time.